Hello, world. It's the ladies of Nerditude again. My name is Jill. And I'm Francine. And this time we're going to talk about what the hell is going on with the future of cons, because we haven't, obviously, been to one in a while, and we're getting a little stir-crazy. It's sure true. Is. Yeah, it's true. It's been like, oh my gosh, such a long time since we've been to a con. I don't even... Was Reno... The last one that we went to? I was going to say, I think Reno was the last one we went to, and that was, what, November 19? Yeah, I think that was 2019. So it's been, like, going on two years since we've been Uh, to a con. But, like, how long has it been since we've honestly, like, left our homes and, like, done something even similar to that? It's been forever. I mean, yeah, (laughs) that's the thing. So we wanted to talk about that. But before we dive into that, have you been up to anything cool lately? Um, well, we just did a double date last night and we did a uh, VR zombie shooting. That was new. <laughs> it was new. Um, they have one available in Northern Nevada where we live. So, uh, it was like immersive video gaming. Um, that was interesting. I've never done it before. Me neither. Uh, I would do it again. I know you said you wouldn't do it again. Well, okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> I felt really bad because I had to stop like halfway through because I don't know if it was the fog from my face mask Mm -hmm. or it wasn't fitted right or what, but um, mine got really blurry and then it, it made me like motion sick. Yeah. So... I actually had to have my boyfriend drive us to the restaurant and everything because I, I had the spins really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is not <laughs> this is not good when I'm in a zombie attack situation. Right. So I felt bad. I had to leave my team hanging. I mean, it was cool until one of the zombies grabbed me. <laughs> Did not care for that. There was some screaming. There was some screaming involved. on my end, too. Turning around to, like, a digital zombie right in front of you was really, like, jarring. It was like right there and it was as well, big as me and I <laughs> yeah and I didn't like that they could and, and as we've discussed before I don't do like haunted houses and shit yeah because when people touch me I freak <laughs> out and so I didn't know that they when they like reach out and grab you your the backpack thing that you wear shakes yeah so it feels like they're grabbing you and I was just like I can't like ugh. yeah so it was, uh, it was very entertaining to watch once I sat down, though, because... Did we look like fools? Well, no, because I didn't... I forgot to tell you this afterwards last night. I told uh, Chris, though, that while you guys were still going, the employees were coming back from a break. Oh. And they were walking in between you guys trying to no. dodge you. As you were shooting. No way. <laughs> All I could think was, oh my God, one of them's going to bump into Francine and she's going to like have freak a out. attack and Completely die. freak out. <laughs> like, I did not, definitely didn't know that they were there. Like they tell you when you go in, you can see a real wall because it warns you. It has like a proximity sensor and it warns mm-hmm. you with like a big wall of like red triangles. But a person or like anything else really that's in the room with you that doesn't have a sensor on it, you can't see it when you put the goggles on over your face. Yeah. It's not there. I had no idea that there, that's so creepy. Yeah. But there were I, people I, there. 
I was mad because my phone was out in the locker. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have recorded it because it was, like, the funniest thing. Like, the weirdest square dancing ever. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, dodging and dipping in. That's like, wild. <laughs> I had no idea. That makes it, like, so much funnier to me. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But, I mean, it, it was really cool. I can see why a lot of people like it. Uh, it's just I don't think it's going to be for me because, yeah. first of all, it's not really a gamer. And secondly... um, yeah, it just didn't sit well with. I'm. I would try something less intimidating, <laughs> less intense, I guess. Uh, maybe for the next time. Just because, in case it was just that particular set of goggles, I don't know. Yeah. But as that was, my my brain was like, <laughs> nope. Yeah, and I like didn't. I was nervous about moving around in the space because it's a flat, like plain room. It's just like an empty flat room. But the digital environment, the virtual environment had like um, walkways that went were inclines and declines. So you would walk straight across like a flat floor, but that your brain was telling you that you should be like going down because Mm -hmm. there was a decline and the the VR headset and like your field of vision reacts as if you're lowering yourself down this ramp. It was very disconcerting. My brain and my body were like not in agreement right then. And it was really confusing. Well, yeah. And so (laughs) when I exited the game, I had to like leave through this portal thing, but you have to like step into it. And it felt so weird (laughs) because it was like trying to go downstairs but there are no stairs yeah it was so fucking weird it was very strange um i feel like i would need more practice like going going a, a, a probably a handful of more times before i would feel good at it at all i kind of felt like it was a very like newbie moment for me i was like i don't know what's happening what am i doing i, I think we did pretty well we, we did both got points i did we did have a positive score even though you lose points for dying and we both died yeah, three dumb. times yeah. um i still had like over nineteen thousand points by the end which i was pretty proud of myself <laughs> i was not expecting that high of a score so that was I cool think i died i died the third time when i was trying to exit the game yeah so I don't really count that. Yeah. But so in theory, without the negative 500 from that death, I got like 5,500. <laughs> <laughs> For only half the game, which isn't bad. Hey. That's really yeah, good. I'll, I'll take it. Over yeah. the last time I played laser tag and I got zero. <laughs> you lame. did better than laser tag. That's right. Um, so that was really fun. I like doing something kind of like different once in a while. This was weird because we had to wear face masks plus the VR headset, which like goes over your eyes and your ears, plus the vest, which was really big. It was like a backpacking backpack, plus the giant gun they gave you with the sensor on it. Like there was so much going on. I was sweating. It was uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I was pretty <laughs> gross by the end. And yeah. I wasn't even in there the whole time. So nasty. I think if I were to go again, I would probably wait until if and when like mask mandates were lifted again and we felt safer again so that I could at least like breathe through my nose and my mouth which was very disconcerting to like have that over like basically my whole face was covered my whole head was covered my eyes my nose my mouth my ears like ever I felt like a little bit Uh, claustrophobic claustrophobic. yeah yeah and I mean I was really glad that they showed that it was sanitized Mm -hmm. and and all that kind of stuff but I was just like this is too much yeah. for me right now. Yeah. With all the, yeah, keeping your mask on, even mm-hmm. though we were in an empty room with just each other, mm-hmm. it was like, I mean, I, I totally get it for sure. Yeah. But, it was just um, uncomfortable. It was, yeah. It was just uncomfortable. 
Yeah. I think I, plus we were like moving around, walking quickly around because you're not allowed to run. Um. Yeah. I almost ran into Finn like six times. (laughs) But then like I couldn't tell because it would just beep at you to tell you that you were next to somebody. But I could, I didn't want to move more because then I thought (laughs) I'm going to run into somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm going to go the wrong direction or I don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And I'm going to break something very expensive. <laughs> it was was a lot of equipment to carry around. I felt very um, technological in that moment, like a like a cyborg or something. Yeah. Had all kinds of things on me. Um, but it was fun. I think if there's one in your town, in your city or nearby you and you're like a gaming person, I think it's worth it to go at least for like a short one. We did yeah, like a 20 say, minute, 25 yeah. minute one. Even though gaming is not my thing, I'm I'm glad I tried it and everything. But I would say if you're like me, because I don't do well on roller coasters and stuff. Mm, yeah. So I would say if I was going to do it again, I would also probably take Dramamine before. Mm. Um, that might help. Yeah. Yeah. But like definitely I would say check it out. It's really fun. The company that definitely. we went through was Zero Latency and they have ones all over the country. So, um, you know, if you've checked it out in the past or if you're if you end up going on our recommendation, let us know what you think on the social medias. We want to hear other people's experiences (laughs) because ours was like very unique and only like we couldn't even share it with each other, really. Like each one of us had individual experiences. That was weird. So it's like doing stuff alone, but together, which is really interesting. Um, (laughs) So we want to hear more about your guys' experience with VR gaming. Tell us what you did and how you felt and what happened. The good, the bad, the ugly. Um, That and I've been playing on the subject of video games. I've been playing like hours and hours of Zelda Breath of the Wild. On, um, (laughs) It's been really, really fun. Um, I got a Nintendo Switch console for my birthday. That was my birthday present for my husband. Um, And immediately the same day we bought Breath of the Wild too because I've been waiting for a new uh, Breath of the Wild also. Because Breath of the Wild 2 is in development right now. I do not have a copy. Um, (laughs) I have been waiting forever to play a Zelda game. So this has been so much fun. It's awesome. I love it. It's so cool. It's like one of the biggest worlds that they've ever done for Zelda. And I'm in love. And I'm going to play the whole thing. I'm really excited. Nice. That's, That's what I've great. been doing with most of my time, most of my free non-work time. Oh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what have you been doing lately? That's fun and exciting. Hmm. I've been watching Lego Master. Yes, which is a great show. Um, yes, I'm late to the game on that, but I was um I stumbled across that on Hulu, so I started that because it's filling the hole in my heart that making it is currently leaving while the Olympics is on. Yeah. Um, been watching some Olympics, not a lot. I don't really, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, much except for <laughs> Simone Biles, of course, right? But, um, and Tom Daly, because that's what <laughs> all of his knitting I... is catching your <laughs> <Yes>. eyes. <laughs> uh, yes, his great knitting. Yes. <laughs> Oh, great um, knitting. That's so cute. I love it. Yeah. He posted about that earlier and I laughed. Adorable. More than I should have, probably. Mm. Um, I finished reading The Witch's Heart by Genevieve Bornicek, which yes. is about Norse mythology. That was really good. Yes. Love it. I cried at the end. <gasps> did you really? Um, Aw. It got your they emotions. Like, they were a mixed bag of cheers like some of them mm. were happy and some of them were like this is really sad but it's good it was 
I thought it was well written, but I know that a lot of people who are mythology snobs, let's just say it. Purists. Um, yeah, they, um, I read some reviews where they don't really like how some of the language in it is more modernized and stuff. Mm. And it was like, well, but like, if they didn't do that, then like five people would buy this book. Yeah. Yeah. So chill and out. Let the author tell the story that they want to tell, yo. Like if you don't yeah. like it, that's fine. And you can be critical of it. That's fine. But like, this is a decision that the author made. So like, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. So did that one. And then I, um, I just started What Big Teeth. Mm. And now I can't remember the name of the author, but that one is about um, a family of werewolves uh, that live in like New England in their creepy old house. And I so far I'm really into it. (laughs) Yes, it's giving me Garth feelings by proxy. Like I'm not even reading it and I'm like, oh, Garth, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. And uh, they're actually like creepy scary werewolves that like murder children and stuff so not cuddly sweet neighborhood cookie baking (laughs) but you know so i i started that i'm not too deep into that yet and i'm also reading because i can't help myself uh vicious by ve schwab ah yes i've heard of that yeah so the one where it's like the the super villain and the superhero go to college together Uh and it's about like their friendship before they become like arch nemesis. Yes. yes. It's got so. a very like wickedy vibe to it. Um, yeah. So yeah. I've been, been reading those and enjoying that. Um, other than that, I don't really think, cause yeah, most of my stuff is uh, my shows are like on hiatus. Mm-hmm. Yep. So everything's on hiatus either for the summer or for the Olympics or both. So mm-hmm. Not a super duper lot going. I know you and I were talking about we have to have like a sleepover and watch the Fear Street movie trilogy. Uh, obviously. So that's happening. <laughs> I've been waiting on it. I haven't watched any of it. I Me just either. I was sucked into it. <laughs> Witches and time, like different events recurring over time travel. I'm so down. This is going to be so exciting. Oh, yeah. This is going to be our. I love me some yes. R.L. Stein. Yes. I think this is going to be our fall project. Um, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be so exciting. I'm so woohoo. Yeah. You know me. Well, like tell the tell the boys to go game or something. Do something. Yeah. yeah. Wine it's... and popcorn and it's hair oh braiding God. and it's happening. <laughs> yes. So excited. That's something for us to look forward to, which there isn't like a super lot to look forward to right now. Um, which is my brilliant segue into talking about conventions or lack thereof. Um, we have to make our own fun a lot of the time. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, because neither of us did gish this round. No. Um, I just, I don't think I was mentally there for that. So I, I tapped out. Yeah. So. I couldn't, I, my work is really busy right now and I'm like, just with everything that's happening that feels like we're sliding backwards with the variants and all of that. Yeah. Not in a fun Loki way either. Yeah. Um, these are not the variants we I ordered. That's kind of a funny timing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not the variant that I ordered. Thank you. Um, that I just, I feel, felt like it was just going to be like another thing on my plate and I wasn't going to really enjoy it. So exactly. Yeah. So it was a bummer, but, um, mm-hmm. I just I wasn't in the spirit of it and yeah. I just no thank you. But yeah. 
What I would like to do is go to a con. Yeah. I, mean, I can't. You know, yeah, there a lot of them are getting canceled. The ones that aren't getting canceled seem in states that I don't love the well, idea of. <laughs> that's the other thing is like I I was looking up as we were getting set up for this episode all of the upcoming ones mm-hmm. for the year. Um and the only one I would even remotely consider would be Emerald City. Yeah. But even then, no. Um, Even then, no. <laughs> well, just because, as we've learned recently, uh, people don't tell the truth. That's true. And they're, you know, okay, so I don't know if you saw this, but I was cruising around on Etsy the other day because I'm, I'm getting ready to go to Disneyland and Avengers Campus mm-hmm. in October, and I am being like, probably somebody I would have made fun of before about it. Like, I want to make sure that I've got all the hand sanitizer. I'm looking into disposable masks and N95s and all these other things um, that'll fit under my current mask that I wear and all this other stuff. Because, like, I'm vaccinated and, like, the way I'm trying to look at it is, you know, life goes on this isn't going away anytime soon and going to disneyland for halloween and the opening of avengers campus those are like bucket list things for me Mm -hmm. and the truth is like i don't know if that there ever will be a great time ever again to go so and i also bought like all those packs of like the the one and done like sanitary wipes Mm -hmm. and stuff so that you can like because i mean i and if anybody's gonna be clean it's probably gonna be disney that's true so they're probably being very cautious but that's nothing to say like you know you don't want to wipe down a door handle before you touch it like in a bathroom or something and i've got like latex gloves that i'm probably gonna wear on rides where you have to hold on to the handlebar or something and yeah and people can make fun of me i don't care yeah um but I was on Etsy looking for something that would hold my vaccine card. Mm -hmm. And when I was typing in vaccine card, it popped up fake vaccine card. Oh, I hate it. And apparently this is like a thing where like I read someone in Canada, like they were trying to cross the United States into Canada. They got fined $20,000 for a fake one. And all I could think was like, just go get it. Yeah. Like the vaccine, like it's, available to you whereas in other parts of the world people aren't so lucky to have Mm -hmm. it available to them and everything and if you're gonna lie about it like either you don't get to travel or go get it yeah i mean that's so you can't have it both ways where like you're giving other people a false sense of security and you're basically like infiltrating spaces that you are not supposed to be in if you're not actually vaccinated like that is not socially responsible um, right. And I and I know that like Disney is not requiring you to provide proof of it and like, yeah. neither are these conventions and mm-hmm. stuff, but I just want to know that I'm doing everything that I can do, but I also don't trust that there's other people who are going to do the same and like you True. said unfortunately a lot of the conventions that are still going are in states that are um not as vaccinated mm-hmm. and not as cautious and Things like that. And I just wouldn't be able to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Like, I think I, I wouldn't want to travel first off. Like, no. 
the idea I'm nervous about that yeah like I'm uh my husband and I are going to visit our family in New York and New Jersey at the end of the month and it's the first time we've been able to go in over a year Mm -hmm. and I was like okay we're going this is going to be awesome as long as our flights don't cancel get canceled knock on wood um we're going but I am very nervous about the idea of being on a plane for like five hours yeah um I'm nervous about being in a city in a different state with other people who are traveling and I'm nervous about being in the airport I'm vaccinated too and I'm still with the variants that are going around with people who are lying and just like having hissy fits about, you know, like increasing regulations and stuff. It makes people irresponsible and angry. And that makes me very nervous. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, you know, being in New York City is going to be really weird. Uh, we're bringing like all of the PPE with us and mm-hmm. my family has been really responsible. They're all vaccinated as long as they're of age to be able to be. Obviously, like right. my one-year-old nephew is not vaccinated. My newborn niece is not vaccinated, but everybody else is who can be. So um, I feel comfortable around like my own family. But being on the subway in, like, New York yeah. City, I don't even know. So how would I feel about, like, getting on a plane and going to, like, Georgia or, like, Alabama or Florida? First, I, I would not do that right now. <laughs> right. I just and it, wouldn't. And it really sucks because, like, I want to go to Fanix. That's in Salt yeah. Lake. And that's, that's where I met Ben and Candace. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be there. And it's, you know, sucks. I can't, like – yeah. I, Technically, I can go, but will I? No. Yeah. And even driving, like, yeah. then you're in your own vehicle, you're by yourself. It's not the same as a plane. But do you stop and go to the bathroom? Do you stop and get food along the way? Do you stop and sleep in a hotel room? Like, I don't even know how I would feel about taking a road trip. Well, that's the thing is, like, I felt even just a little bit nervous going and doing the virtual reality thing that we did last Mm -hmm. night. I can't imagine. And I know that cons look different now but i don't i don't believe everybody's gonna follow the rules yeah oh completely one person the, sneezes like, on me and i'm gonna have a panic the grocery attack. store like yeah. stay six feet away from me mm-hmm. keep your mask on understand. above your yeah, nose i don't understand <laughs> so i just yeah i just wouldn't be able to like soak it in yeah yeah and i think the one of the big draws of cons for a lot of people is that like crowd energy, you know, that sort of like shoulder to shoulder with your fellow fans in person connection and with decreased, uh, you know, attendance percentages and, uh, things like that and like distancing between like seats in a you know convention hall and stuff like I don't know how that would affect people's like excitement people's feeling well and and another thing I thought about is like that's gotta suck to get an autograph yeah or to like how's that gonna impact the photos that you would normally get or things like that and I, I follow a lot of people on social media for our podcast accounts and everything. And you see people like Misha Collins, who is going to be at FanX, lamenting that he's yeah. like, I can't come near you. Mm-hmm. He's like, I he's like, I want to give you a hug, but I can't. Yep. And it, it's just like, yeah, when, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, it takes a lot of the magic out of it, a lot of the fun and everything. And like, I understand 
why. I totally understand why because here's my backdoor brag. Remember that time I caught a cold from Jensen Ackles? Yes, I do remember. Like, because when he went to the Supernatural convention in Las Vegas the year that I went, he wasn't feeling very well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got an autograph from him and everything, and I was sick the next day. So maybe not, but I assume (laughs) I caught it from him. But it's like, it would be that easily, Mm -hmm. that was just a cold. Yep. Yeah. And And if you didn't catch it from him, did you catch it from someone else who was there that you were close to? Like you were in a room full of people. He travels all the time. So like the chances of him being sick were higher. He was sick. Who knows how many people got sick with just the cold. I was going to say how many other people caught that same cold or, Mm -hmm. you know, however that traveled around. And it's like, cause that was the convention where I met people from Australia, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I think one of them wasn't feeling very well afterwards either. And so it's like, well, okay, so then she took her cold back to Australia. Right. So it's like, it. it's just, it's so easy. Uh, so yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I think the smaller, like more regional conventions are the ones that are tending to stick around more. Like obviously mm-hmm. a huge international event like San Diego Comic-Con. They canceled it in 2020. They moved it online in 2021. Um, Is that kind of event where like people are traveling from Australia, people are traveling from all over the world, stars are traveling from all over the world and leaving projects and sets to go and do this and then go back to their like regularly scheduled crazy life. Is that kind of thing ever going to happen again on this scale that we've been seeing it before the pandemic? I don't know, honestly. I honestly don't know because those are, okay, I mean, just outside of everything else, realistically, let's say, you know, they have San Diego Comic Con. Um, If you invite Tom Hiddleston Mm -hmm. and he catches COVID, you have now put all of his projects on hold. Or Chris Evans or Felicia Day or whoever – all of their stuff is now on hold. You are now going to cost the studios and stuff money. And I don't mm. think they're going to like it. So are they even going to let people like that That's true. show up in person? Or is it all going to be kind of more, and I mean this in the nicest way, like minor stars. Yeah. Not, not your big headline names mm-hmm. like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is not going to be there. Yeah. So... And the other on the brain, (laughs) the other option I could see for a future where a big international event like San Diego Comic-Con goes back in person is that your audience, your con goers will be in person and your stars and panel members and, you know, people like that will be virtual. Which they've been doing on talk shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, Exactly. I've seen that a lot on Jimmy Fallon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, we've been seeing that, you know, when every talk show, like, went sort of, quote, unquote, work from home, like, everyone was sort of a Zoom call away. Um, Could they do that with guests? But see, if for me personally, do I want to travel to San Diego and go through the airport and the hotel and getting into the convention hall and being around all these other people that I don't know and Mm -hmm. everything – and risk getting sick to see somebody on a TV screen. I can do that at home. Yeah. 
basically which is what they've been doing for mm-hmm. some cons yeah basically so. that's like going to an international movie theater that you had to travel to yeah. get to <laughs> yeah and i know that there's also you know again going back to like i know michael sheen had some problems mm-hmm. um and david Tennant had some problems of like trying to film stuff when they couldn't get out of their home countries yeah that was part of the reason that prodigal son got canceled sad face they could I know, because they couldn't get Michael Sheen out of Wales. Yeah, which is understandable. Travel restrictions abound, and they keep, like, they'll be in effect, then they'll be suspended, then they'll be in effect again, then they'll be suspended again. So, like, it's really hard to plan a multi-million dollar project where you've got, like, people's jobs on the line and, like, travel arrangements set up and stuff, and then find out a week beforehand, nope, that's not going to happen. Shut it all down. Bye. Right. Like, what do you do at that point oh and i've been to some virtual panels for stuff and it's actually kind of fun because i first of all i can show up in my pjs true always great yeah always great um and it's kind of neat because it's like a usually like a zoom thing mm-hmm. and you can still interact and i would say it's usually in my experience smaller than like the big ass hall or whatever um so you can see yeah you can (laughs) exactly because i'm short i can see what's going on yeah um you can still like chat with other people who maybe in in real life you wouldn't be sitting next to that's cool and then you know when i went to the one because the one i went to was like a supernatural one during gish a couple years ago um like richard spate would randomly pop into people's zooms and just say hi to them and stuff. And it was just like, they're, they're really making an effort to kind of make it as close to that experience as possible. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I I think it's like you said, I don't think it's ever going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much plexiglass can you put in a giant convention hall? There's a point at which, that just it's, it's not fun it's not yeah. vi- like it's not viable to because like <laughs> imagine remember when we went to um silicon valley comic con and we walked around like artists alley mm-hmm. and stuff that was really cool because you got to see all this artwork and you got to talk to the artists and stuff like that but think about realistically all the stuff that we touched yeah oh yeah and picked up and looked at and how close like there were people bumping into us that Mm -hmm. we didn't know i i got mad at that one lady and you know um we were also about like eight inches from the face of the person that we were talking to most of the time because it's so loud you have to get like really close together to be able to hear each other so i think that like even if tomorrow the reno comic con came back and we were gonna go I don't know that there would be a vendor's room or it would be like kind of like remember the arcades when we were kids and stuff and it would all be back on the shelf yeah behind them you have to ask you point you would point to what you wanted <laughs> yeah I'll have I, the a27 <laughs> yeah stuff like that I just I can't I yeah. can't imagine it going back to what it was until I, I mean I wonder how long it took to get back to normal after the Spanish flu pandemic um yeah and like how much that was affected by what people knew and didn't know because we know so much more now about 
disease communication, about, um, you know, like vectors of disease and all that stuff. And it's making us like more cautious and less cautious at the same time. Because knowledge can give you a false sense of security when you're like, no, I know six feet is the rule. And it's like, okay, but that doesn't mean like if you step within like five foot 11 of me, like suddenly we're in like this magical zone. It's like the five second rule. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But it also doesn't mean that like, you know, that everyone is being as safe as you're being. Like, even if I stay six feet apart from every other person in a room, if I go look in a box of comics and I pick up a piece of paper that somebody else touched or sneezed on right before I touched it or they, you know, like whatever, um, is that going to make me sick? Do I have to touch my face? What if I go eat a hot dog right after that? Like, we know all the stuff about COVID and surfaces, but... Uh, I still don't want to be touching stuff people sneezed on. Well, yeah, and exactly. And the thing (laughs) is, like, if I were to go to one, 100% I'm wearing my mask because if nothing else, it always reminds me not to touch my face. True. Very true. So, and I'm, and if, in a situation like that, I would probably also be wearing gloves. Yeah. And things like that. And again, it's, they're all in these kind of states where people get, aggressive mm-hmm. about stuff where it's like you're standing there you're minding your own business or whatever and someone has to come up and argue with you for no reason yeah like why are you wearing being, a mask and you're gloves? being a little bitch because you're wearing a mask and all that stuff and it's like i'm doing okay, this to protect least... you yo you don't know where i've been and who i've been talking to and stuff and i don't know who you've been talking to and stuff yeah, so i don't I don't know you. I don't know what you right? do. Like, maybe this is, maybe I'm just a germaphobe. Like, you don't know anything mm-hmm. about me. Yeah. Or whatever. But you're assuming. And also, this is not directly affecting you Yeah. in a negative way. Yeah. I could be saving your life right now. Mm-hmm. Back off. Like, if it makes you mad, stay home. You yeah, stay I, home, I person who's mad. <laughs> and that's the thing is, like, I don't want to go to something and feel like I could potentially just get in an argument. If nothing else, I don't want to fight with people. I'm here to have a good time. Yeah. I want to meet the authors and the artists mm-hmm. and I want to go to the panels and I, you know, yeah. and you want to make shops and stuff, but like, you want to make like that community connection and like having yeah. to argue with people and like feeling that sort of tension because some people are anti-mask or like they don't like the gloves that you're wearing or they think you're being overly cautious or not cautious enough or whatever. Like that starts to splinter apart the community that the event is meant to build and meant to like foster. Right. Because because like we wanted to talk about the the past of cons, the present, the future, all that kind of stuff. And like, that was, I'm, I have an anxiety disorder, but going to cons sometimes would be a little much and I would need to take a break or whatever. But like, overall, it was like, these are my people. Yeah. These are people who understand all the things that I got, you know, I wasn't like, super bullied or anything but like oh people always thought I was kind of weird for what I was reading or what I was Mm -hmm. into these people all get it I can like finally be in a place where I can look at the random person next to me and be like oh my god I love Buffy too yep because they're wearing the Mm t-shirt that says Slayer or something yeah you have that immediate connection you know you have something in common you can become like really fast friends you can make that fast connection and not hopefully not feel judged. I mean, we know there's con gatekeeping that happens and we know there's like, 
people who just want to kind of like ruin it for everyone and watch the well, world yes. burn. Like... I, I mean, it was like when <laughs> of course. Silicon Valley and that fucking dick was like oh is your podcast only for women that's really sexist <laughs> and i was like what no no we're no. we're the ladies hi yeah Our we're the ladies i don't not... really give a shit who listens I, yeah you know everybody you... is welcome yeah join the party but right you and i are the ladies yes. of nerditude yes. and it's like <laughs> we're identifying ourselves not our audience yeah i mean <laughs> i don't care listen if you want yeah. Don't listen if you don't want to. That doesn't. This is a hobby for us. Yeah. So like, I don't care. That's a little bit of like an insecure gentleman, and I hope he got over his insecurity and is listening right now, sir. If you are listening right now, thank you for getting yeah, over thank yourself you. and for giving us a try. And please, I'm sorry, I threw away your business card. <laughs> but I was kind of pissed. <laughs> please watch what you say to people in the future, um, because you. You came off really strong in that moment, unnecessarily. And it wasn't cool. <laughs> but that was the thing is, like, I I don't miss that part about yeah. cons because even though things are much different than they used to be, it's still kind of weird being a female nerd sometimes. We're, you know, and I, I always felt like in our day to day, we don't encounter those people. Yeah. But when you go to conventions, they are lurking everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like their always, hobby. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we get we usually get press badges mm-hmm. and people seem to see that as an invitation. So all I can Im- imagine is like you and I wearing press badges with our gloves and our masks on <laughs> and someone comes over and just wants to fight. And yeah. that's not fun. No. That's not why I'm here. That's not what I signed up for. Like I'm here to both like have my own experience and then be able to share my experience. That That's the idea of the press experience you know is like i'm going to have a particular experience at this particular event and then i'm going to share it with my audience we are going to share it with our audience and with each other because you and i split up a lot at cons just to cover everything like we try to see and do as much as we can well to cover everything and just like real talk sometimes we have different interests totally which is fine and when two things are happening at the same time and you're like i want to go to this i'm like well i'd rather go to this Cool. Meet you back here in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. That was when I went and saw John Cusack and you went and saw Buzz Aldrin. Oh, my gosh. That was so fun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For both of us. And I then know. we had, like, really fun stories when we came back together and had lunch or dinner or whatever mm-hmm. meal that was. I don't even remember. Um, we were able to be like, oh, my gosh, this is what happened to me. What happened to you? Let's share pictures. Like, yeah. it's so fun to do it even with the group that you're going with. Like, you can still yeah. have – diversity of experiences good and unfortunately not good um and you also know that you've got like a little pot of people that you can (laughs) rely on it's a a chance to meet people in person too because that was how we met um i don't believe she's in business anymore but the woman who made all those historical costumes and um you know that was how i met ben and candace was mm-hmm. uh, they had responded to us on twitter because i was like i'm at fan x and francine <laughs> couldn't make it but i'm here and they were like come to booth blah blah, blah. Yeah. And i was like all right and that was how i met them and we've been talking for like three or four yeah. years now ben and candace um, still listen to the show is my understanding hi ben and candace do. one day they i'll do. get to meet Hello. you in person <laughs> 
Yeah, and so, and thank you very much. Um, sorry I can't make it to Fan X, yeah. but I just don't feel safe right now. Yeah, and it's got to be a really hard decision if you are an author, if you are an artist, if you are a vendor, that has to be a really tough choice to make because you want, it's your job, you want to make money, part of your job, and you want to connect with your community, you want to get new fans, you want to get exposure, but the good kind of exposure, not the bad kind of exposure. So this idea of like having to make that decision between like being able to pay your rent and like if this is your source of income and and being able to be there and like meet with your fans and do all that stuff that you need to keep your business going and being afraid for your safety is so yeah. that's like such a heartbreaking decision to say like well I'm just not going to do any cons in 2021 even if they happen not going then you have to immediately shift into like so what am I going to do instead mode and that's got to be really hard. Well, yeah. And they are both um, published, I believe, through kind of a smaller yeah. publishing company. So they have to go do a lot of their own promotion. Mm -hmm. So if you don't go, like, just honesty, if I hadn't gone and I hadn't met them, I probably would have never heard of either of them or yeah. their books. And they're both really nice people who write great stuff and <laughs> I, I just wouldn't have known yeah it's just so, that chance exposure right like yeah you, you happen to be there both of you, you guys like all of you guys you happen to tweet they happen to see your tweet like it was a chance that wouldn't have happened had it not been for the con in person specifically like I know there are web conventions like online conventions that have online like vendor rooms that are sort of like a mini like Etsy or like a mini eBay where you can sort of click through like a virtual exhibition floor. I don't know if that's the yeah I don't think that's the same though. You I know? like to talk to the mm -hmm. creator yeah. because I remember I bought a bunch of books from Candace and Ben while I was there because they like told me like this is this is why I wrote it. Mm -hmm. This is why I think that you might enjoy it or if you don't here's why somebody in your life will enjoy yep. it and things yeah. like that and but not in like a weird like salesman kind of way <laughs> it was like a genuine connection mm -hmm. and by the way you should read them if it, you know like you if you like kind of like romantic stuff I would say Candace is great for that yeah. and if uh can't uh yeah, and then uh, Ben is really good for stuff that's like kind of kind of along the lines of Harry Potter. Yeah, but with demons and big ass spiders. Like, <laughs> it's really cool stuff, and it's it's getting that chance to say like to to hear it from the author's own mouth, like with their own voice, live talking to you. Hey, this is what I'm about. Like, and it gives you that personal connection. And then every time you pick up that book or you see it or whatever, then you're like, oh yeah gonna go read that again or gonna share it with a friend because you have memories attached to it yeah and I have their books on my shelves and their autograph they signed all of them for me and that was very sweet and that's yeah. just something I'm not gonna forget mm -hmm. and I can't do that in a virtual Etsy shop situation so that I'm really bummed out about yeah yeah I love like the idea of discovering something new too at cons, yeah. like mm -hmm. just sort of randomly running into like 
crazy moments or like things you didn't know were there or, you know, just that, that idea of like being in the moment and having that experience that like, you know, you've shared with perhaps like a few other people that were there, but it's like your unique little experience that you had. I don't know that you could replicate that in an online setting. You could try. It could get close. You could try. Or when we went to the Alan Tudyk panel and I looked over and I was like, oh my God, there's my friend Ray. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Then like we went and like you, you didn't know him and um, he and this other gentleman named Alex, they own a local coffee shop Mm -hmm. that is based entirely around the theme of comics and nerd stuff. And I was like, this is my friend. Like, you should, and this is my podcast partner. Yeah. And, like, you know, you guys like, should meet each other. Yeah. And it was just things like that. So, even just like randomly bumping into people and mm-hmm. meeting yeah. new people, like the, the ladies I met from Australia, they mm-hmm. were sitting next to me and never would have met them otherwise. Yep. You know? Those awesome cosplay ladies that we met in Silicon Valley. Yes. Who were so cool and getting to like see up close their costumes and talk to them about it and hear about their experiences and stuff. Like could could that type of experience occur in an online setting? Could we have all been in a Zoom room and they could have been like, look, let me move the webcam down to the hem of my skirt so that you could see how cool yes. the gold thread is. Like maybe – that's the thing is like I don't know about you but when I was growing up I spent a lot of time on message boards and things like that to again I was in the middle of nowhere but I wanted to know that there were people out there who understood me yeah and I've had people be friends for I mean I guess we're closing in on 20 years now because of it mm-hmm. but that took I don't know, time, because it's somebody that you only know is words on a screen and everything like that. Whereas if you go to a con and you meet them in person and you can have this immediate like, yes, I I love your costume. How did you make that? Blah, blah, blah. It's different than just looking at a picture and leaving a comment and saying, oh, I really like your costume. That's really cool. You must spend a lot of time on it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They might not respond to you. Mm -hmm. Three days later, they see the comment and then five days later they respond and it's, it loses that immediacy. It loses that like interactivity feeling. It's still there, but it's all time delayed. Yeah, Exactly. Or remember, I, th- I can't remember what convention we were at when we saw the... So many. There have been so many. <laughs> we, we've been to a few, <laughs> for sure. But the one we saw where the people were from that sci-fi show about cosplay and makeup, maybe. I can't remember what the name of the show was. You watched it and I didn't. Oh, was it Face Off? Find it. Yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, so. I think that was Silicon it, Valley. Was it? I think so. Um, but going and seeing that stuff in person and like you were really excited but when I walked by I had no idea what it was but when we peeked in the door and I saw their costumes I was like oh yeah so you discovered (laughs) I need to know more about this and it yeah it was like you said like just walking through and seeing things that you might not see otherwise because if I'm going to a virtual thing I'm only going to click on what I'm interested in, Mm -hmm. really. Yeah. It's not necessarily going to expand your horizon. Like maybe you'll scroll past something and you'll be like, ooh, that's catching my eye right now. Like that's interesting. Um, But we're so like 
conditioned to be blasé when we're online these days. Like we're just so oversaturated with like content 24, 7, 28, like 10, like all the time um, that it's so easy to get comfortable to like find your groove and like sort of filter out, just like naturally filter out everything that's not the thing that you're looking for. And it's so much easier to do that when you're behind a screen. It's also easier to be meaner to people when you're behind a screen, as we all know. Um, And that makes me a little bit concerned for these online conventions. Like, are people going to just tear each other's cosplay apart? Like, you know, if they're posting pictures, are people going to be extra mean or like extra critical? Because it's really easy to do that from behind a keyboard. It makes me nervous. And I feel like it could, it could discourage new budding like artists and cosplayers and like performers and vendors from wanting to continue doing something that they really have a passion for and that they really love because they're not getting positive feedback in the moment and they're getting negative feedback in the moment or they're getting nothing they're seeing no hits because they ended up at the bottom of the page in the vendor hall you know like the worst placement and nobody scrolled down that far right that's gotta hurt like that's demoralizing that's not but it doesn't make you feel supported by the community. And I just, ugh, that makes me really sad to think about, like, the online community does so many good things for nerddom, but it also can be so toxic and damaging to nerddom. Yeah, exactly. And and just things like it's different to watch a panel on YouTube versus be there in person. Like, I feel like we had a different experience when we saw Robert England Mm -hmm. than versus if we had just watched that on the computer. Is it still cool? Yeah. But like, it's not, even though we didn't like interact with him directly or anything, it was just different. Yeah. And he knew how to work a crowd. And I loved that he stayed after his panel to talk to every person Mm -hmm. that was standing there. And like, that's another thing that happens at cons that you can't really replicate. You know, like if your Zoom session ends at 9pm, it ends, the person leaves the room, like, and that's it. Like, could they say, hey, we're going to go into like a breakout room, stay like in the queue if you want it? Like, yeah, you can kind of sort of do it. But there's that excitement of like walking up to a person that you really admire and just like getting to have that moment of interaction with them. Even if they're like running down the aisle, like giving everybody high fives, which probably wouldn't happen even if conventions came back in 2022. Like, do people want to touch each other? I don't know. Um, that, that just like excitement, that thrill of that like moment interaction is gone. It's just not there. Exactly. And I I think that's kind of like what Misha Collins keeps bringing up on his social media is like, this isn't the same anymore. And I thought that was kind of interesting, particularly from him, because it's like, we think about what we're going through Mm -hmm. and everything on the fan side of it. But it's like, it has to also be hard. Imagine being in their shoes and like you, even if you show up in person, you go up on the stage and you answer the questions, but you got to stay six feet away from everybody. And, you know, you can't, you can't do your regular photo sessions. And I would imagine like autographs would be like, I pass the book to a security guard. The security <laughs> guard walks it over to them. They, blah, 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 de- they sanitize it and then they yeah, walk it over. And it would just be kind of like, yeah, 
you know, I'm autographing something for somebody who's like six feet away. And because so many of those people who, when I've gotten autographs have like had like a tiny little conversation mm -hmm. along with it. And it's, it's a bummer like for everybody because they feed off the energy of the crowd. Yeah. And then I would imagine like there's a room full of people. They're just so excited to see you. And you're sitting there looking at your computer monitor. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel the human energy in a human environment. Like, you you know, we heard that from a lot of, of actors and stars when everything got shut down last year for the pandemic. They were like, I have this like creative energy and I don't have anywhere to like apply it. There's no one to like share it with. They were feeling really isolated and like pent up creatively see, and like psychologically <laughs> see staged yeah exactly like exactly they had to have this like creative outlet they were like i'm going crazy like not acting like not having that that valve to like release that energy wasn't there and that's really tough i mean that's that's gotta hurt like psychologically and just like morally like spiritually it's gotta hurt you got to feel like, oh, man, it, we thought we were sad sitting at home on our computers doing Zoom meetings with our coworkers. Like, <laughs> it's not our job to perform and, like, get that feedback from people all the time. Exactly. And and I guess, like, if cons are ever able to semi-return to normal, I bet the first few are going to be bangers, man. <laughs> They're just going to be, like, a blowout. Like, everybody's going to be so... <laughs> jazz that's that, like, true audience is back and i'm here yeah and, like, oh my god we're together yeah like john barrowman has flipped <laughs> out you know he was flipping out during quarantine he was like i mean a lot of like celebrities they took to just streaming on social media and like you know yeah. like videos and like tiktoks and all of that stuff just to have a way to connect with their fans like even if it wasn't in person even if it wasn't like planned or you know like even sometimes coherent um <laughs> it was just like that need to perform that need to like to share yourself and parts of yourself yeah. with the people that you have that connection with so I could definitely see that being like oh my god we're back and you're back and your faces are right here next near my face like this is amazing and I, <laughs> another thing that I think about is like you also can't in the way that things are now, you can't really do the surprises like they used to do at cons. Like Tom Hiddleston shows up as Loki or Andrew Garfield showed up as Spider-Man and whipped his mask off and everybody flipped <laughs> like out. Like it's really and him, yeah. It's like, it doesn't really have that effect when they just like click into the meeting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure it's still fun. Like, ooh, surprise guest. But it's yeah. not... It's not that like, whoa, moment. Yeah, like when the lights go <laughs> off and then everybody's yeah. like, whoa, what's going on? And then you just hear the voice or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, oh, like, what, what? Like, it's just so exciting. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely just just not not really replicable in a virtual environment. No, it's it's not. And I just, like, I, I really want to go back to one and, and maybe in a year or two I'll feel different people like do what they're supposed to do yeah and everything but for now it's like even though 
you know, Emerald City and Rose City and Dragon Con and all those are still going. It's kind of like, I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is a great idea because as much as I miss it, I don't want to risk either I get sick or someone gets sick because I'm carrying it around and don't know it or whatever. And so I am glad they do the virtual panel. So it's, it's something. Yeah. Yeah, it's something and it's definitely, um, you know, like everyone's choice if an event is happening and you feel safe and you want to go like totally everyone's choice. Um, I definitely don't feel like I have waited this long. I don't feel like now is the time to take the risk personally. No. And like for me personally, (laughs) I'm already going to take a risk in October. Yeah. Yeah. So but I also know that when I do that, I'm going to take every precaution. And then mm-hmm. when I come home, I'm not going to be around people for two weeks. And I'm going to get a test before I go. And after I come back and right. that's, that's just what I'm going to do. But I also know that going into, you know, a situation like that, other people aren't going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just the way things are right now, but I'm not going to, Has to be something real good for me <laughs> to be able to to go do something. Yeah. Like I said, the the travel and with the fuel shortages mm-hmm. and all these other things, it's like all I can think is like I get brave enough to go to Dragon Con and now I'm stranded in Atlanta. Yeah, now you're stuck Shit. because you can't like, go anywhere and you're and and the the state that you came drive. from doesn't want you back because they've like put a mandate on people like you don't know what travel restrictions are going to pop up you don't know how so now you have to stay in atlanta for two weeks uh what wasn't planning on that what the hell now i, I-, I hear the chicken is great but not <laughs> for me to stay there for two right weeks. and that just like it's just a, a all the different ways that it can disrupt your life and the lives of the people around you and like yeah, and that's that's another thing that I took it's into tough. consideration when I when I booked these tickets for my birthday because it was like L.A. is within driving distance yeah. for us. So like, if my flight got canceled, <laughs> you could I make that still, drive. <laughs> I can still get home. Yeah, um, things like that. I'm not stranded on the other side of the country mm-hmm. or in a different country because we were talking about. I didn't know there was a Comic Con in Vienna, Austria. Yeah. I gotta go to that someday if I can because yeah. sounds so freaking fun. Yeah. But oh, not yeah, their coffee's so good. <laughs> but like, do you know enough about the restrictions in the place that you're going and what they're gonna mm-hmm. look like when you buy your tickets and your you know, like what if they shut down two weeks before and they're just like, Well, you're out of luck, bye. Well, yeah, and I think back to the beginning of the pandemic. Remember the rush for all the Americans to get home from Europe? Yes. Yeah, that was scary. Other other places, and there were genuinely people who were like, I am stuck in Portugal or whatever (laughs) for the foreseeable future. I don't Mm -hmm. know where I'm going to stay. I don't know if I get to keep my job because this is out of my hands. You know, all these other things, and it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do that. So I – 
I picked at least somewhere I could get one because it was close enough. Very smart. Yeah. So I'm going to take my work computer with me when we go to New York and New Jersey. And worst case scenario, I'm working remote anyway. So right. I was like, if I have to stay, if our flight gets canceled, if something horrible happens and we're on lockdown or whatever, like I can still work. I can keep my job. I can keep my, you know, like life for the most part going while I wait for whatever is going to happen to happen. Yeah. It's I'm not... remote, but I can't take my computer with me. Mine's like a bulky AF yeah. desktop. That it, <laughs> whatever. Um, so I'm like, I have to get home. Yeah. So that's going to be like, I have to find a bus or a train mm. or a rental car. I'm going to be like Steve Martin in Planes, <laughs> Trains, Automobiles. I'm getting okay. home However somehow. I have to get there, yeah. <laughs> Can you get yeah. me to the next city? Can you just, just trying to go north, trying to go exactly. north and east? <laughs> exactly. Just get me to Reno. Yeah. Get me to Vegas. I know people in Vegas. There I you can go. Just get there. Yeah. So, but it's it's wild that we have to think about these things when planning mm-hmm. a trip right now. You know, like, well, what's going to happen if I can't get back? What's going to happen if I do start to feel sick while I'm there? What, like, what do you do? And you have to think about all of those, like extra things that travel is already stressful enough and like yeah do I have enough money to stay an extra night at the hotel if I have to are they gonna have room for me Mm -hmm. or I'm gonna be stuck sleeping in a like does my travel insurance because I'm that girl like does it cover this problem yeah yeah so I would say if you are going to go to a con that is not local to you a be safe B, be respectful of other people and all of the rules. C, have a bunch of backup plans just in case. Make sure you think things through and that you are as responsible for yourself and others as you possibly can be. I think that's the well, best yeah, because advice. Even before this, I mean, if you listen to our original going to a con episode, we talked about con ick a yeah, lot. Yeah. Um, usually you're going to catch something from all the people it's like just be as safe as you can have backup plans i personally think that travel insurance is it's very smart smart right now if you can afford it or you know it covers the situations you think you might be in things like that because you got to remember there's fuel shortages there's rental car shortages there's all kinds of shortages there's places that like you said, won't welcome you back Mm -hmm. if they find out you've been to certain places or whatever. So, you know, if you feel confident that you can do it and you really want to go, hey, power to you. But for me right now, yeah, I am going to wait longer. Me too. And I'll probably do some virtual stuff. It's, you know, it's something to tide me over. And it's not the same as going to like the Funko Pop booth and like meeting the artists and stuff. I miss that a lot, but as much as I miss it, it's not worth the risk to me. Yeah. Which I know sounds a little hypocritical considering where I'm going, but like. But you, you have to consider each individual opportunity and situation and decide like this one is worth it to me. This one is not. This one seems, I would say, to be honest, because also Disney and California Adventure are restricting the amount of people that are allowed into the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been there before and they have no problem they'll telling you people, right out. Yep. you are breaking the rules, get out. Yeah, they'll kick and you right out. And that makes me feel 
better. Yeah. I'm still going to do everything I can, mm-hmm. but I don't trust that if I go to Dragon Con or Rose yeah. City or whatever, they might have somebody go, hey, man, put your mask back on. Because those are just volunteer people. Mm-hmm. Though. They're not getting paid, you know, or whatever. So it's like there's been, hey, man, breaking the rules. And they'll be like, whatever, dude. And they'll just yeah. carry on. I like I don't trust that anybody's going to enforce anything. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, like, call con security to every person that's, like, not wearing yeah. a mask. But I feel like Disney probably would. <laughs> that's the thing. So, like, I just yeah. – but that's, like, I did my research. I've calculated – you know, these are the things that could go wrong. This is what could happen. Just like you going home to New York. Like, mm-hmm. you've decided that that's worth it. And it is. Yeah. So, and you're going to, I know you're going to do all the things that you're supposed to do and probably more. So, it's just making choices mm-hmm. as best we can. Sucks. I would love to just randomly go to Fanex yeah. or whatever. But I can't. I don't feel safe. Yeah. Maybe someday, we're not sure, we don't know what that's going to look like. I just hope that safety and responsibility are priorities when and if conventions do start to ramp back up on a national and international scale. Well, yeah, because both of our bucket lists include San Diego Comic-Con. But I don't want to, I don't want to go if it's just something I watch on my computer. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, I do that anyway. Right. Like <laughs> that's but, my life right now is watching stuff on my computer. <laughs> yeah, but if I go, I want to know that there's going to be quality guests and that I'm going to be able to, you know, roam around and do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then I'll also feel safe and I'll feel like the yeah. people around me have a similar understanding of safety as mm-hmm. me. <laughs> um, and I want people to feel safe around me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm making good choices. Yeah. Too. Like we're all making good choices together is how yeah. I want to feel. Like exactly. this is a responsible moment. We are all making a good choice right now. Yes, I am on board. <laughs> yeah. We all air five each other for being responsible yes. adults. Elbow bump. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where we're at right now with cons. That's what we're hopeful for in the future. And until then, we will attend our virtual events and talk to our fans and our friends and our new friends virtually. And we will try to be safe and maybe order some Funko Pops online <laughs> instead oh, of yeah. going to the booth. I pre-ordered some from, there's some new parks and rec coming out. Nice. Um, I got Andy as Princess Rainbow Sparkles. Oh my gosh. Of course. <laughs> and I pre-ordered... The Lokis. Yes, I got one of the Lokis myself too for pre-order. Which one did you get? The TVA one or the yeah, President? Loki? I did the TVA one. Nice. Yeah, I was trying to decide between the two of them, and I was like, you know, this is just so cute with the little tie. And I, I did, I did both. <laughs> did you? I'm that girl. <laughs> I'm really waiting for Alligator Loki. When that one comes out, I'm on it. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think that's been my thing lately. It's just like kind of eyeballing um funkos and like really keeping an eye on their worth because they actually are like if you <laughs> yes. grab the right one at the right time you yeah. are good it's like beanie babies but they're gonna hopefully continue to still be worth yeah. something because <laughs> i was gonna say like there was one i was kicking myself when i saw it um 
you remember when Avengers came out and there was the one, um, it was the Hulk smashing Loki into uh-huh. the floor? Those are $200. Wow, now. dude. And I picked one up and was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of big to put on my desk. <laughs> like, is this really worth the 40 bucks or whatever it was at the time? <laughs> yeah. So, but I got, I also ordered Janet Snakehole. Nice. I love her. Of course. So, yeah. So, and I've got quite the collection yeah. on the wall. I know you do too. Yeah, yeah. We could we can kind of replicate little bits and pieces of the con experience here and there. Yeah, yeah. So and I got all the Crowley and the Xerophel variants and I have like we have good omens too to look forward mm-hmm. to and stuff, but yeah, I'm kind of bummed we're never going to get to go to a con and be like, oh, look, Michael Sheen and David Tennant are here. And like, oh let's God. give them big hugs. Yeah. Uh, maybe one day, someday, maybe, possibly in the future. It's it's not impossible. It's just a, a far away dream. A while. Yeah, it's a far away dream right now. Yeah. So what are we talking about next time? Hopefully something cheerier. Oh, totally something cheerier. Um, we're going to end our summer with, in true summer fashion, we are going to talk about creature feature movies. Fuck yes. <laughs> New and old. Um, yes. Because they've been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. So we're going to pick some of our favorites, some of the newer Those ones. Are... Those are one of my jams. Yeah, I know sure. you're, you're, this is like an episode that is like tailor made for you. Um, <laughs> I will try to keep up as much as I Girl, can. I'm talking zombievers. <laughs> I'm talking killer sofa. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, man. The blob. Let's go. I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to bring my small corner of the world of creature features that I'm Sharknado. aware of. I, I've seen a few of those. Yeah. See? It's it's gonna be exciting. You made me watch Zombievers. Um that's right. <laughs> I'm I'm ready. I'm getting my list ready. Uh so that's what we're gonna be talking about next time. If you've got some favorite creature features, ones you love to hate, ones you love to love, what have you, give us your opinion, share them on social media, and we might even talk about your favorites and least favorites on the show. Yes. I need more recommendations. I feel like I've kind of <laughs> tapped out sci-fi. <laughs> You've seen like every creature feature that sci-fi has I, ever made. I've seen a lot. <laughs> Everything from rock monster to piranaconda. Oh my. I'm in for so. it, guys. I'm in for it next time. I don't even know. I'm not going to be able to keep up. I'm going to try. I don't know why, but I love that shit. <laughs> it's going to be I exciting. Know it's, I know it's not good and I don't <laughs> care. So does that does that qualify as like very positive for you for our next episode? Oh, yeah. There we go. Let's go. We're doing it. (laughs) So until then, stay safe um, and go watch some some crazy, I don't know, Lake Placid spinoffs or something. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Do it. Bye. Bye.